we hold back a bit to protect ourselves, right? Because how many times do you want to get hurt like that? It does sometimes get to a point where loving them like your own is too hard because they're not your own. And then you do get hurt by things like that because it's a reminder that you're not. Welcome to Step Struggles. I'm your host, Brooke, and I'll be discussing common issues we face in blended families. All too often, step parents feel alone while navigating the tough times. My goal is to shine a light on these topics and perhaps provide a fresh perspective to those who are needing one. Let's discuss this week's struggle. Happy Friday. I have got a, another stepmom here to talk to me today. She is all the way from South Africa, so very interested in getting into the differences in the culture and how stepmotherhood is um, different and the same for her. So welcome, Twane. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. I'm really excited. So before we started recording, we were talking a little bit about some of the things that you you struggle with. So why don't we get into the first one? Where do you struggle the most or one of your struggles as a stepmom? It is definitely with what is my role as a stepmom? Am I the mother of the child, the children, the stepchildren, or am I ex- an extension of my fiance as my husband's parenthood? I think it's really difficult because in South Africa, the phrase, it takes a village to raise a child is taken very literal. So we really, we really take on the kids as if they're our own. And there's a lot of judgment if you don't. If you don't love them from day one, like your own, there's a lot of judgment and it's frowned upon not to take care of them as if you birthed them. I find it really interesting that this happens. So is there judgment if you overstep, if you do too much for the kids? Yes, definitely. Because then it's again, that thing of why is it a competition? You're not their mother. So it's a, Mm -hmm. it's a really gray area because in the one hand, they want you to love the, the stepchildren like your own. But when you do that, it is like, but you're not their mom. You are just a plus, a bonus mom, an extra one. So Mm -hmm. know your, stay in your lane, Mm -hmm. know your space. Yeah. And that's the frustrating thing, right? Because where is the line? Like, when are we supposed to stop loving them and treating them like they're our own and start, you know, respecting that we're not their mom. And I've struggled through that a little bit too. So What have you been through when it comes to that? Like, where are you right now in your role? So in the beginning, when I met my fiance, when we were still just dating, um, I wanted to win their love. I wanted to read bedtime stories and cook their favorite meals so that he can see, oh, wow, she's doing so much for my children Um, because he loves his kids so much. And he, after his uh, divorce, he would really look, for a partner for his children not just for him so Mm -hmm. in his past relationships if things didn't go well with the kids he would end them and I was like oh my word this guy is so in love with his children and doing everything for his kids I need to step up my game so it was quite a struggle because in the end you do so much for them and then they turn around and go home and speak to the biological mother and say, oh, but she did this or she told us that, you know, 
certain things. So it's as if they turn their backs on you. They they mm -hmm. betray you. If I if I can say mm -hmm. little ones do that. Mm -hmm. um, so yo, where I'm at now is I know a lot more about my role, mm -hmm. and I'm backing down a bit. I'm allowing my fiance to step up his game, and really know that you know this is our situation. And I must say, after having our own little girl, I'm more focused on her and helping her adjust to this blended family. So I think um, in the past two years that we, we are together, I know I think I really just stepped down as trying to be their mom and allowing their mom to be their mom and their dad to be their dad. Mm -hmm. So how you've been around for two years. How old are the kids? So the kids are eight years and nine years old. Okay. And I've been thinking about this actually a lot lately. Do you think that you started stepping back more before or after you had your own baby? I think after, because I definitely wanted to spend more time with her because she is my firstborn. Mm -hmm. And it's a, definitely a different type of love. It is a, it is an unconditional love where for my stepson's I really love them so much, but I'm scared to get too connected to them because I only see them every second weekend mm -hmm. and um, in holidays only for two weeks. So it's a love that is is more like a brotherly love than a unconditional motherly love. And I think some of that too, like you were mentioning, when they go back and then they betray you, right? That really hurts, especially if you are pouring your whole heart into them so sometimes I think that we hold back a bit to protect ourselves, right? Because how many times do you want to get hurt like that? It does sometimes get to a point where loving them like your own is too hard because they're not your own. And then you do get hurt by things like that because it's a reminder that you're not. Yeah, that's definitely. Yeah. So that, that makes sense. I think that is very similar. <laughs> we, we all kind of go through go through that but i wouldn't say that i'm in canada and i wouldn't i wouldn't say that here the um it takes a village is as prominent it's there's a lot of you know i'm the parent and i'm going to do all these things and i i think it needs to get back to that because it really does take a village and it's too hard to do it all yourself so i do like that for you. <laughs> we talked about um, some other things before we came on. What was your next, your next point that you wanted to touch on? It is a, it's the competition that is created in the two separate homes. Um, for instance, at mom's house, uh, at biological mom's house, it's this way, at bio dad's house, it's this way. So I think it's really like a competition to see, do they still love me? Mm -hmm. And who loves me the most instead of understanding that each of us loves them in our own special way. Mm -hmm. And um, I really see it because um, their biological mother lives on a farm and we live in town. So um, there's a lot more space for them to explore and be boys and really um, live their best life where in town, it's a little bit more, cramped um, mm -hmm. you can't ride your bicycle outside so it's a little bit more rigid so it's that thing of oh but at mom I've got freedom but yeah at dad I don't have freedom so um, it's quite a competition 
to see which parent is the best. And we've had a situation where they would go home and then they would tell their biological mother something and that was totally not true. And then the two parents would fight with each other. Um, mm -hmm. But luckily we are at a point now where they've noticed it. They've noticed that the, the kids sometimes like they, they really put the battle of the parents up to in each other. Mm -hmm. And um, I think to help that is really open communication and putting your ego aside. It's really, it's really frustrating to see that when you are divorced, you try to get back at the other one unconsciously. Mm -hmm. Unconsciously, you, you try to get back at the other one for, for hurting you or showing them that I've got a better life I'm giving the children a better life. So it's definitely it's definitely hard for the competition, especially with, with birthdays, because mommy bought me this gift and daddy can only give me money or vice versa. So we really try to communicate with the bio mom and, and ask, listen, what type of gifts are you giving the children for Christmas or, or for the birthdays? Otherwise, we've seen in the first year that I was in their life, I wanted to go all out and I bought them Legos and I bought them the most expensive racing cars. And at the end of the day, that was not what they wanted emotionally. So I think really the competition between the two households. Yeah, we have definitely been through that a little bit too. We have, we're long distance from my stepkids. So we have them every summer and every other Christmas. And my husband's a teacher, so he is off during the time they're here. So he's not working. So that allows time for more fun, right? And I remember being, we were in court actually, and their mom told me that. She's like, I know that your house is the fun house. Like they've told me that, you know? And in that moment, I actually felt bad for her because she does have to be the one to take them to school, you know, to make them get to bed at night. And, and we do have the opportunity to be more fun. So it's tough because you do want, but like there obviously has been some competition too. There's been times where she's tried to make it like she's closer to them or like they're more comfortable with her. And, yeah. you know, there is always something that until you're comfortable and get, and like you said, put your ego aside. Cause that's all it is. Right. Like, and, and it's, there's no place for it with your kids. It, it's not helpful. So, but it is difficult. It's difficult to learn to, to check your ego and not let that play a part because it drives a lot of what we do. Right. And it's frustrating to see when the kids catch on to it and start trying to manipulate the situation to get what they want. Oh, definitely. I mean, and you can't blame them. Everyone's <laughs> going to try and get what they want. That, that is tough. And so what was your next struggle that you've been through? With our new baby, um, with the discipline in the house and the rules that I have to put down for my own biological daughter and really seeing how that impacts the boys because now they have to be extra careful because there's a little one in the house and they can't go outside when they want to because now she's at the age she wants to follow them everywhere so mm -hmm. I think discipline in the two houses especially when you have your own child with your fiance or your husband um, really that is a struggle because like you said the fun house and the discipline house or the strict house 
so we really try to keep the rules more or less the same mm -hmm. um, it's quite difficult because um, in our culture there's a there's an example for when you greet an elder or someone older than you you don't say you in Afrikaans we say yay of yo so we don't do that when I grew up it is um of tani and uh, mama and papa so you don't call them by their names you don't say yay of yo that is phrases that show disrespect but some people have not learned that in the sense of they don't feel it's important anymore and um, I'm very old school and my mom was old school so my daughter will not call me yay and yo or by my name she will say mama the whole time and I think it's it's quite difficult because my stepsons they don't at their biological mom it's quite more easy in the sense of she tells them calls me call me mama but then afterwards they can go and continue with yay of yo or you um so that's quite hard because I see that as disrespectful but at their house it is not seen as disrespect so I think they are so they are so confused because yeah they get in trouble for that but at mommy's house they don't get in trouble for that so I think it's really it's really there's a fine line between discipline at the different houses that I'm still struggling with um I don't I don't think I'll ever come over it because with every age there's new boundaries there's mm -hmm. new struggles um but I think to to lessen the conflict we have to communicate to the bio mom listen this is the rules in my house you must understand that I'm going to put my foot down if the rule is broken. Mm -hmm. um, in our house, we have charts against the wall that says what's the rules, but we don't call them rules. We call them remember me. So mm -hmm. remember to flush the toilet or uh, remember to take your dishes to the basin. So we try to not say rules. We're like, I remember love that. me. So yeah, um, that is that is what we try to do. So the discipline in the in the different houses, I think, is something that is universal for stepmoms that they struggle with. And so, what do they call you? So they call me Tani Twane. So it's Auntie Twane in oh, English. Cute. So so they call me that because um, in South Africa it is a very you have to respect your elders. Mm -hmm. And um, I think um, respect is a two-way street, definitely. So yeah, that's what they call me. The rules thing is definitely difficult. That in our houses, they it's it's different for sure. And I find as the kids get older, it's getting more difficult because again, we only have them in the summer, so all year they have one set of rules, and then to come here for me, the most difficult thing is the devices they'll just sit on their phone mm. for hours and i can't stand that and most definitely my husband also doesn't love it but I, I i find he's finding it more difficult as they get older to put rules up against it because it is a short time and because when it comes down to it they're getting older and they're going to be able to have the decision whether or not they come here soon right yes. and that's yes. terrifying definitely so mm. if it's yeah if it's not like if we are putting restrictions on them like that then that could play into them not wanting to be here and i think that's part of why we just don't do it as much you know like we do try to keep them busy and keep them off and will occasionally 
say something, but it just seems to always fall back into all of a sudden they've been on their phone for hours again. And I don't know how to stop it without making it like too rigid, but. And you don't want to fight the whole time that when they are with you mm-hmm. um like my fiance says that he wants to spend the little time that he has with them completely with them um he doesn't want to fight so it's it's quite difficult because you don't want to have rules or a fight when they're here because you don't see them that much and mm-hmm. it happened last last summer that the little one cried and said he wants to go home because there's too much rules at your house and I can't play my bow and arrow at your house. Um, mm-hmm. It's a made up one with sticks and, you know, mm-hmm. it's not the, a very dangerous one, but it's still the concept of we said no and it was very confusing for him. So he wanted to go home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a very straightforward stepmom in the sense of you said you wanted to go home. Let's go home. So we took him back home. Mm-hmm. Um, it is that thing of we wanted to show him that we respect your decision and your emotions at this moment mm-hmm. and we are going to take you home, but our rules are not changing. Mm-hmm. So after that, because we see them every second weekend, we phoned him beforehand saying that, remember, you are, this is daddy's weekend. Do you want to come or not? So there was two weekends where he did not want to come, the littlest one, mm-hmm. the youngest one. And we respected that and we communicated that to him saying, I respect your decision but mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you every time. Mm-hmm. And it went so well that they are here with us now for two weeks in their winter break. And not once did he ask to go home. Mm. So I think it's, it's getting better, but you're yeah, changing that concept of rules to remember me's, mm-hmm. I think manipulates their little, their minds a bit to say it, to word it in a different way. So we know it is rules, but it's portrayed as something nice. And we also asked them to do it with us. Here's Mm -hmm. a blank piece of paper. Let's do it together. Give me five remember me's. And then the consequences for if you forget that. So yeah, I think think that helps. But like you said, they're getting older and the devices is quite, it's it's already now quite Mm -hmm. a big thing because now the, the eldest one is asking when he turns may he have a cell phone and it's it's now that thing of okay but who's gonna buy it where's where is it gonna stay yeah yeah and what are the rules in both houses and who gets to make the rules you know is the person who is paying for it get it's so complicated it does get it gets tough you had mentioned um a couple more topics so what what was the next one so this one is uh, is quite close to my heart because I've only realized that this year is stepmom loss. I've never heard of it until this year and now I'm experiencing it. So stepmom loss is when you're, you don't get to experience the firsts with your mm-hmm. fiance or your husband because he already has it. Mm-hmm. And it's quite sad because it's not his fault. And I think I find myself sometimes blaming him in the sense of oh my word now I you you know it's your second marriage it's your second wedding you're not going to like it like the first one mm-hmm. and and that's so wrong that is totally so so wrong because I think it, you must your mindset must shift mm-hmm. um so yeah that's also ironically one of the reasons why we're not married yet 
is because I said that I'm, I'm hesitant to spend so much money and get so excited, but then my anxiety or my, my self-doubt creeps in, my insecurities creep in, and then, oh my word, you, it's your second wedding. What is the people going to think? So um, I think stepmom loss is, a, is a, a great thing that is happening in my life right now, because uh, especially with my little ones, my daughter's birth, yes, it was very different because my birth was natural, all mm. natural, no medication, nothing very natural. And his sons was both um, C-sections. Mm. So it was very different, a very different experience. And I think I must realize that, that what he has with me is not what he had with her. And it's that thing of comparing yourself especially because I'm very young. I'm very, I'm 25 and the biological mom is in her thirties. So there's quite a maturity difference as well. So yeah, I think stepmom loss is a, is, a, is a thing that nobody knew it was a thing until you get there. But it's definitely a, definitely a, a inner conflict, I think, that you have to resolve with yourself. Put a gatekeeper at your mouth not to blame your significant other for that that you've lost because it's not their fault yeah I agree I remember worrying about that with having my kids too that he'd already done it and but it is so different right and your relationship is so different and even if you think about like weddings that you've been to they're never the same right the people are different the feel is different and I think what I try to remind myself too is that after they've been through this relationship and been through the separation and all of that, and now they have kids. So their, their reasons for picking you are often very different from their reasons for picking her. You know, they're different people. Mm -hmm. There's more on the line now and they're, they're different people and therefore everything is different. Right. So I know that it's hard. Do you, you, you mentioned that you're worried about what the people will think that it's his second marriage. Is that not very common in South Africa or, you, or you're just internally worrying about that? It is very common in South Africa. I must say the, the amount of divorced people in South Africa is very high. It's mm-hmm. very, very high. And I think that thing of, oh, it's his second marriage. Why are they spending so much money? He has done it before. So mm-hmm. I think people are really nasty. Um, at the side of the at the of the earth um, mm-hmm. in the sense of yo why are you spending so much money you've done it before um, I don't think they realize that it's not my second marriage it's my first mm-hmm. um, and all those special things I want to experience for the first time but it's definitely if you are not someone who values others opinions if you are someone that's very self-confident and within yourself I think it's more of an inner conflict than what people think so it's it depends on person to person but yeah South Africa really has a very high rate of divorce yeah and I think in our African cultures we have there's one husband with multiple wives so and every time they have a very big wedding so someone that likes that won't care because it's in their tradition but Mm -hmm. in my culture it's it's frowned upon um, you have one marriage and one marriage alone. So it's it's quite it's quite very not conservative, but really like they they are set to their what they feel in. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I think it's just it's an inner conflict within yeah. yourself that you have to resolve. 
Yeah, that's tough. I get that. But at the end of the day, you do need to do what you want to do because it's your day. So I know it's hard, though. I, I get that for sure. And then we had talked about the diminished role of the dad. Why don't you explain a little bit about that? Yeah, so that, that's something I really feel so passionate about. And what I really want to explore further in, in future is here in South Africa, if the fa- if you are divorced, the father becomes nothing in the mm-hmm. sense of he becomes the taxi that goes and fetch the children that have to go and drop them off at the mom again. He becomes the ATM that only mm-hmm. needs to provide money. And I think his role as a father is not supported at their mom's house mm-hmm. um, because it's that thing of, okay, but now I've got a new man in my life you have to respect him but you've got a father that you actually need to respect so when I noticed that is last year Father's Day it was quite quite dramatic the the kids didn't phone we had we didn't have them on Father's Day so you're in South Africa you if if it's possible and you live close by you have them on Father's Day and on your birthday each each child's birthday you alternate every year so last year we unfortunately didn't have them on father's day and they didn't phone like they didn't call video call to say hi dad happy father's day and when we fetched them there was no gift there was no little letter and yeah in the south african schools we do art for father's day Mm -hmm. so i think that's universal but um yeah they didn't they didn't um they didn't give gift him with something and then I got really mad because I felt like oh my word he deserves the mm. the world he deserves your love even if it's just a little little later so then I asked the children about it and I was like listen where's your gift and then they said no they gave it to the mom's boyfriend like they spent the day with him and I think that is when my emotions got the best of me and I was really like I was really nasty to them. And afterwards I was like, whoa, that was not cool. But I think in that moment you were like, that's so unfair. Mm -hmm. And that is when I started to realize and notice the red flags of the diminished role of fathers that are left behind. Mm -hmm. Because you get two types of fathers. You get an absent father and you get an involved father that doesn't live with you. Mm -hmm. And I don't think people understand that an absent father is someone that is not with you any time of the year, any time of day. He doesn't phone you. You don't see him. There's no support but financial support. There's nothing else. Mm-hmm. But an, a, a dad that is not there, that doesn't live with you, but still involved, we must acknowledge fathers like that. We must acknowledge mm-hmm. the dad that phones them. Where, so here in South Africa, um, our court order um, says that we have like a phoning time between mm-hmm. five and seven in the evening we must phone the kids and we must talk to them um, so between those times if the father phones just answer the phone mm-hmm. um, and yeah so I think it's really sad to see that in South Africa when there's a divorce and it's sometimes not even the father's fault sometimes it is but nevertheless if he is involved and he wants to be in his children's lives um why why not give him that honor why not honor him as a man at home so um 
we with the with the biological mother we on mother's day i make sure that my fiance whatsapps her or phones her and just say thank you for being a good mom towards my boys i think that is very important to acknowledge that she is still the mother of, of his children mm-hmm. and um just to show that you know what i acknowledge what you're doing so we try to make it very prominent to her that we see what she's doing for us and for the boys mm-hmm. but then it would be nice <laughs> it would be nice to get that in return but mm-hmm. unfortunately not all of us works like that so yeah i think um but now i'm like i'm now speaking universally in south africa is the diminished role of the father mm-hmm. and um yeah i think people must just realize that an absent father and a father that doesn't stay with you but it is involved there's a there's a really big difference and i think in our school society the teachers and the psychologists and everyone is so quickly to say yo but you have an absent dad because that is what is the message that's portrayed by the the biological mother is oh i'm a single mom i'm a single mom and i am just you know i'm doing life on my own but back at the ranch she's not doing life on her own you know mm-hmm. she's doing life on her own when the kids are with her and he's doing life on his own when the kids are with him mm-hmm. um so i think i think educators and psychologists must just realize that there's two sides of a story mm-hmm. and you must ask listen is your is your daddy seeing you um are you phoning daddy and um you're just really but this is something that i think it's going to take a really long time to work on is how the bio moms speak about their dads at home mm-hmm. and how we speak about the bio mom at our house mm-hmm. because yeah we limit the conversation about her i think it's really just safer so that words don't get turned around but i i must say i've i've learned in the two years that what you say they will remember it's mm-hmm. not it's not coming in the one year and going in out mm-hmm. the other one <laughs> but yeah so just being careful what you say um but yeah i think um really just vouching for dads that really that level up and take their responsibility as dads and really want to be there for their kids yeah and that can you imagine if on mother's day they brought their the crafts that they made at school to you and you took them it would be a nightmare that mm. would that would not i don't even i must say i don't even i don't even expect a message mm-hmm. um in the sense of um, I, that's what we spoke about in our my role as a step mom is i've learned that it's mother's day it's not step mother's day mm-hmm. um and i know that's a day completely on its own but i think that would hurt so much mm-hmm. if they would do that mm-hmm. so yeah it was it was quite tough last year when that happened and that created a lot of conflict and who's more important mm-hmm. and i must say our husbands and our fiancés are so strong but you see a little tear when that happens yeah you see their their hearts are broken especially when it's like <laughs> it's just like everything i do for you and then just acknowledge me as your father mm-hmm. um yeah and definitely because um oh yeah in south africa there's a lot of a lot of absent dads a lot of teenage pregnancies with no dads even adult pregnancies and the, the dad just takes the the highway and he goes away mm-hmm. but i think we must acknowledge the dads that that stay mm-hmm. that take the responsibility 
and stay with the kids. Because at the end of the day, it's, it's about the kids. It's not about you and your ex's relationship. You have to be civil with each other, yes, but we must remember that step families and blended families are about the kids and really supporting the kids living their best lives because we must understand that their view of a relationship is already skewed now mm-hmm. because they've seen my parents are divorced. Oh my word, what is my relationship going to be like in the future? And mm-hmm. I think we as step parents, mothers and fathers, step mothers and fathers must really show them that this is the role of your mom and this is the role of your dad. And we love you and you there's love in our house. Um, mm-hmm. because otherwise we are raising broken humans. Yeah. And that I find that there are so many there, like you said, there's so many absent dads and the moms of those children would do anything to have some help and to have the dad in the kid's life and not have to explain to them where their daddy is, you know, but then there's dads like our partners that have to fight for every little thing that they get, you know, and And I think that does start playing into how they behave, right? Because just like being a stepmom, how many times do we want to get hurt, right? So with the dad, when things like that happen, I feel like they start even backing down on their role and how much say they have and how much authority they have, because how many times do you want to get rejected, right? So it starts you know, then they stop being as involved because it's such a fight and because it does end up hurting too much. Right. So Mm -hmm. I agree with you. It definitely needs to change because it's not, they're no less a dad than the mom is a mom. So definitely, you know, and yeah, that's a really good point. And it is, it's something that does need to need to change that we need to start seeing dads the same way as moms because why they're not different it's not different right they're still their parent and they do just as much if you let them (laughs) yes definitely if you give them the opportunity to show you what Mm -hmm. they really are I think they will strive and it's also that thing now if if they choose to come and live with you sometimes because at a certain age yeah in South Africa, they can choose, listen, I want to live with my father. I want to live with my mother permanently. Mm-hmm. How is the roles going to change then? Mm-hmm. Because then she only sees them every second weekend. She only sees them over holidays. And now we can't go and say, but I'm a single dad. Our partners can't go and say, yeah, but she, they've got an absent mother. No. Um, they can't because it's not true. No. Um, so I think that's really whoever will hear this podcast must really um, really support their partners Mm -hmm. in their role as a father because Mm -hmm. that is what they are yeah and if the roles do reverse then the dad would absolutely have to keep the mom informed of every decision being made and everything that is going on why is it different yeah it's something that nobody has really talked about because we are so focused on supporting the mom with her loss we forget the dad has also lost somebody mm-hmm. he has also lost a soulmate due to not gelling together nicely anymore or not 
you know, mm-hmm. unfaithfulness or whatever the cause of the divorce was. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think we realized that the guy also loses something and he also needs to start rebuilding because I must say it, it really takes someone special to accept someone with children. I think it, it is a conscious decision to wake up every day next to your partner and say, okay, I choose you today with all your your not your baggage, your add-ons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because baggage is such a it's such a negative con- connotation. But with all your add-ons and I choose it's being a stepmom is a conscious decision. And I think by the fact that we are supporting each other, we can support our partners a lot. Yes. And I, I couldn't agree more. I think it is a decision that we make. And it is a difficult decision. And it's a difficult position to be in. And yeah, I think it's important that we are there to support them and just be the add-on for the kids. So, well, this was great. I'm so happy that you joined me here and that we were able to talk. Is there anything you would like to, to leave everyone with? Is there any advice you have for new stepmoms or just anything else you'd like to get out there? Just hang on for every new stepmom. Just hang on. It, it will get better. I mean, mm-hmm. it won't get easier, but it will get better. Mm-hmm. And every every season comes with new blossoms. I love that. Well, thank you so much. And we should definitely plan to do this again, have another conversation in the future. And I hope you had as much fun as I did. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for listening to this episode of Step Struggles. If you are wanting to discuss what you're struggling with, I do offer step family coaching at strugglingstepmom.com. I'm also always open to chat on Instagram at the struggling stepmom. If you'd like to weigh in on our struggle of the week, give me a follow and watch for the question box in my stories. Thanks again and talk to you guys next Friday.